place to hide. No place to run. No place to run. The mutant aid has now begun. Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch a thing from not really our youth. This came out before we were born. Also, it, d- it didn't really come out. It didn't. Oh, well, I mean, it not had a VHS. Yeah, and we see how it stands up. Uh, I'm Sky. I'm Jake, and we are still doing our weird hiatusy thing where we're uh, we're just taking a, a little taking a, a little, little break. cruise through until, some uh, of the failures of uh, of histories from the annals of history. Yeah, and and because there's like stuff going on in one half of the host's life and nothing in the other that's correct no you Uh, have to be a part of things (laughs) sometimes but the next time we record uh jake will be married yeah and that's a thing that's kind of what's absorbing a lot of uh focus besides the dog who's demanding a lot of attention right now he's demanding more attention than that wedding is right now (laughs) um but today we are watching uh the pride of the x-men the only episode so it did air. It was on the um, Marvel Universe. Mar- I'm sorry, Marvel Action Universe, which is a weekly syndicated television block from Marvel Productions, and it featured adaptations of Dino Riders, RoboCop, and other things. What's Dino Riders? It's um exactly what you'd think. Motorcycles and dinosaurs? Uh, no, I think people ride the dinosaurs. Oh. I was a picturing a biker mice from Mars, but with dinosaurs. Hmm. There are only 14 episodes. Let's do it. <laughs> It left literally no cultural impact, so... I knew it existed, but that's about it. <laughs> but it this aired in 1989, and then was released on VHS at some point. Uh, but I don't know when. Well, anyway. Uh, it, it's, it's about the X-Men, if you can believe it. Yeah. There was an X-Men property that wasn't very good. <laughs> Can that would t- never can happen. Can you take a moment and reflect on that and, and the impossibility of that whole idea? <laughs> I mean, as far as things go, this isn't that bad. No, actually, as like, there's uh, some obvious plot holes with the story, but it's not like X Men Apocalypse, where right. it may be very angry. Yeah, this is uh, this is just an '80s X Men cartoon. It's exactly what you'd think it is. <laughs> it's not even like uh, Days of Future Past, where they took a story about Kitty Pride and gave it to Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine's not the lead in this. He's just in it. Yeah, and he's got an Australian accent. <laughs> Which is the best part. <laughs> he's, there's no explanation as to why, as far as I can tell, as to why Wolverine is Australian. Well, in Spider-Man and his amazing friends, there's an episode where they meet up with the X-Men, and I assume that they were coming out concurrently, because he has an Australian accent in that also. Oh, then that um, but they're like must be it. Eight, six years apart or something? Yeah. So I, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But what, I, you know, whatever. It doesn't, it makes no sense. Because <laughs> he's Canadian. Wait, here I, we go. Uh, so according to Rick Holberg, who was the storyboard artist and finalizer for Pride of the X-Men, he ended up being the voice director on the show and was forced to use the Australian version of Wolverine. Uh all because Australian stuff was popular at the time, like Mad Max and Crocodile Dundee. And the X-Men were currently located in Australia, I think. Yeah. 
in the comic books anyhow. Or they had just left Australia. It was pretty close to the Australian era. Hmm. Um, that's basically the team we have, plus Cyclops. Yeah. Um... And Kitty. I don't think Kitty was in Australia. She was part of the she was Excalibur, Excalibur at this time? At that point. Yeah. yeah. So so was Nightcrawler. So really when you say that's the T, it's only like three of them. They're minus Havoc and... Uh, Rogue. Rogue was on it too, you're right. Well, whatever. Anyway, the lineup <laughs> It's of got it. more than a dozen. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Thanks for shooting into uh, Sky and Jake Explain the X-Men. <laughs> Very poorly. <laughs> But also significantly less pretentiously. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, this file is on the YouTube. It's really uh, easy to find. Yeah, you just got to do a, ca- a cursory Google search. It'll bring you right to it. And you get a very relevant and important message from Spider-Man in the beginning. Uh, but he's a dude in a suit, and he wants you to register to vote. He's not wrong. If you're not registered to vote uh, in your voting age. Vote. Yeah, it's a good idea, especially... Right now, because things are just real bad. I assume if you're listening to us, you're on the good guys team. So yeah. vote for that, please. Yeah, v- vote blue, no matter who. <laughs> um, I've never heard anyone say that before. <laughs> all, all, all I'm saying is Republicans are the worst. What? No, never. We're from Illinois, so <laughs> with our hippie liberal agendas. It's but true. But Spider-Man signs his voting register as uh, as Spider-Man, which can't be legally binding. Cause also. He- this is just a VHS, you know. Yeah, for children. For children. I, maybe it's to, for burnouts, too. <laughs> Fucking children. Anyway. Uh, I mean, we're adults watching it. So. I, yeah, but I guess. This was not produced in the air where it was cool for adult men to like X-Men. <laughs> yeah, that. Here you'd still be yelled at for being a nerd. I mean, I'm going to yell at you for that later. Yeah, but, but that's just how you do address me. <laughs> no, hey, nerd! <laughs> My homework done! <laughs> He's forcing me to do all the preps for his wedding. <laughs> uh, so we open up, or so we start the thing, and um, we get uh, a theme song that I actually like quite a bit. I was going to say, the. At 92 X-Men shows it's fine. music is it's iconic. Yeah, but it's but iconic is... because we were at the primo age for it. Right. And it's This, is... this is not bad. It's got this a... one's got lyrics. And it's uh, got a preamble by Stanley. Or no, Stanley's after, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's this it's good lyrical. I'm sure you'll put it somewhere probably. Yeah, I'll probably rip Because that's where you put things. Right. And then Stanley talks. Yeah, we get an intro from Stanley because if you just ask him to do a superhero thing, we're like, yeah, he'll do it. Also, I think just throughout the seventies and eighties, that's just what he did for all Marvel products. Well, yeah, uh, I think this was. When did Marvel go bankrupt? Shortly after this. Okay. I don't want to say this is directly uh, responsible, <laughs> but yeah, but Stanley tells us that some mutants are bad, some are good. Uh, and then we hone in on a bad one. He's in a con- Magneto has been captured somehow, and he's in a convoy, and he's in on the back of a of a truck being transported somewhere else. And there's two dudes. One is a general of some sort, and one's a science guy. And Magneto's held in some sort of Zordon tube, yep. which I guess is preventing his powers from being used or something. Apparently, but they left him his cape and his helmet. <laughs> Seems like a poor choice, but yeah. whatever. Um. But uh, the general doesn't like mutants, and he uses a, a racial slur of muty. Uh, and then he says that they don't have a right to live, and he's saying this to a Holocaust survivor, uh, Magneto. But whoops, it's not ideal. 
guys. But okay, it was a different time, I guess. It's true. Uh, but then uh, the White Queen comes out, uh, you know, Emma Frost, and she makes uh, the convoy think that they're sinking into this quicksand. Yes. And the 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 soldier who calls it in straight up looks like a cartoon version of Rick Moranis. <laughs> he really does. Like, not even kind of. it. That's just Rick Moranis. Yeah. Remember the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids series? Yes, it did not have Rick Moranis in it. It did not, but it had a guy who looked like him. As sure you, did. As you would have to have. Yeah. Um, but uh, the White Queen makes everybody skedaddle, and then she lands on it. Apparently she can fly in this, and she makes like a telepathic... She, she could have just been jumping. Well, she hung in the air for a real long She's time. She's a real good jumper. I guess. Uh, and then she hucks a, a psychic spear at the, the truck where Magneto is, which frees him, because of course it does. And Magneto uh, takes the gun of the general and turns it to shards. And in the comic books would have murdered him. But in this, he just kind of ties him up with the gun bits and then flies away. Yeah, they they shy away from straight up murder in this. Yeah. Unfortunately. (laughs) It's only the first episode, though. What if it had continued to go? Yeah, that's true. Meanwhile. So, Kitty Pride, uh, did you turn the captions on? I didn't because I thought they would still be on. (laughs) I think they turned off. So... Kitty Pride rolls up to uh, a luxurious mansion in a in a cab, and she uh, asks the man to stay. A cab piloted by the giantest taxi cab driver you'll ever see. He's huge. <laughs> he's like large man. He's like squished down because he's too tall for the and like just g- grasping the <laughs> the steering wheel with both hands. And he's afraid of the mansion because it gives him the creeps, even though it looks really nice. It does. It's very. It's a sunny day, also. Uh, it, Kitty asks him to stay, and he says no, and then drives away, telling her that it, like he's long gone by the time he's. It gives me the creeps. She's fourteen. He just abandoned her. Yep. And I mean, al- it was nineteen eighty nine. And also, time. Kitty just received a letter from a strange man that she's never met before, saying, "Hey, come to my luxurious mansion. Don't bring your parents. It's <laughs> totally fine. Nothing weird happening here." Uh, but she just walks right in. The door wasn't locked, and there's nobody there. But she does see a mental projection of. She's just follows this ghost she met. Yeah. She's not freaked out by the ghost. This ghost is here. I guess I'll go with him. Isn't that how Wolverine, like, is introduced to the mansion in the first movie? I mean, kind of. It's like whispers in his brain. Yeah, but he also wakes up inside of the mansion. Oh, yeah, you're right. And then he starts walking through the halls and he sees kids running about. Yeah. And then I think Professor X starts guiding him as he's trying to escape. Yeah, also he's a known murderer, so I suppose you want to... You want to ease him in. Yeah. As to not kill some children. But the ghost X leads Kitty to the control room of the danger room. To corporeal yeah. Professor to, X. Uh, he's he's double tasking. Or multitasking. in uh, Because the rest of the X-Men are... <laughs> I sneezed and I messed up the <laughs> thing. I'm sorry, everyone. It's okay. Uh, he's, he's multitasking and he is simultaneously leading kitty about and uh running a danger room thing with the rest uh but professor x is like hey thanks for coming and i'm glad you didn't bring your parents as he should be well actually i think kitty just says oh i didn't even tell my parents how did you know that i'm a mutant or that i have powers oh yeah she hasn't fully accepted that she's a mutant yet even though she fell through the floor or something i mean how could you accept such a thing Look, if I had superpowers, you bet I would be super excited about that. Right. Um, 
but she, Professor X is like, hey, here's the X-Men. She's like, X-Men, but they're mutants. Then that means I'm a mutant. And then she's sad. And also, she has the voice of a rugrat. Phil and Lil. She's the <laughs> voice of two rugrats. Oh. Well, they're twins, Sky. Twins are the same person. We all know that. Well, one's That's a science. boy and one's a girl. Yeah, but they're the same. Ask Tia and Tamara. Or Mary-Kate and Ashley. I think the Olsen twins would have something to say about that. <laughs> nah, they'll never hear this. It's fine. Uh, but Kitty cries a little bit. And then she's just distraught. But Professor Xavier taps her on the shoulder and everything's fine. He did not tap her on the shoulder. On He's the elbow. in a chair. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. She's, she's 14. She says it several times. Uh, but he leads her to the danger room area. And is like, After explaining me. that he's been watching her using Cerebro, which isn't creepy at all. Right. Uh, and then they watch Cyclops. They're like in a Aztec world. And Cyclops gets fenced in by a, a net. And then like a wheeled idol comes to smash him. And then they watch Colossus jump through some traps Indiana Jones style. And he turns metal and all of his clothes just fall off and he's got his costume under there. That happens a bunch. It sure does. He, luckily, Professor X set up these traps uh, in a precise order to introduce his yeah. team just in case. One of them's Dazzler. Yeah. She doesn't say much in the episode, but she, she does shoot this uh, little Treehouse of Horrors yeah. guy. Not Treehouse, little Pet Shop of Horrors. There's a flower that tries to eat her. And then there's a, a different statue that tries to punch it's a Nightcrawler. It is more of a golem, you're right. But Nightcrawler teleports a couple of times and then runs away. And Wolverine comes over and just cuts it up. Because that's what he does. There's weird shadows under Wolverine's arms where it just looks like his underarms are real hairy. Yeah. And also, I don't super like the brown costume because the mask has black and yellow. And the rest of it has no black. It just doesn't match. I think... Usually the hat's brown though, isn't it? Nope. It's no? always black. I think the action figure I have, it's brown. Nope, you're wrong. I could be. <laughs> uh, and then they introduce Storm. She's also there. And <laughs> Xavier's like, yeah, we don't know how she controls the weather. Yeah. She just does. She just does it. I got the lock on everyone else here, but... Yeah, I don't know. But uh, Nightcrawler, after Professor Xavier uh, says, hey, stop fighting robots. I've got a new person to introduce you to. So Nightcrawler teleports into the thing and spooks Kitty. And she uh, phases through the computer, which fucks it up. I mean, she had every right to be spooked, but... Well, true, but he teleported, like, a good 15 feet away and gave yeah. her an appropriate amount of time to adjust to that. But he did come in hot, grabbing her hand to shake it For or whatever. Sure. He's just friendly. Um, But she activates a storm sequence, but Storm handles it really readily. Uh, and then Colossus reassures her that everything's fine. And she's pretty quick to latch on to this very buff russian man who's like 10 feet tall well i mean i would be too but she's 14 storm has the giantest hair yes and we find out that wolverine has a stupid australian accent yeah uh and he doesn't want a little girl to be on the team because she's going to be dead weight which Okay, you know what? She has not, zero training at this point. And she's she not wrong. doesn't have a great grasp of her powers because she accidentally fell through a thing and fucked up all their computers. So I don't think he's, you know, wrong to say, maybe we shouldn't bring the little girl with because a, a mutant alert goes off. The X-Men leave uh, and Professor X and Kitty are left. And wouldn't you know it, both the Juggernaut and Magneto are outside 
It, the immune alarm was a ruse. It was yeah. a ruse the whole time. A, a, dis- a distraction. So, is the dog farting? Probably. It really smells like dog farting here. <laughs> so, uh, the the mansion, as we all know, has defenses, and uh, most of it's like laser guns or something. And Juggernaut's just running right through it as is, and Magneto's using his Repello shield. So it's very completely ir- irrelevant to them. But then. But, Kitty backs up and accidentally phases part of it and fucks it up. So it's even more useless than normal. And instead of just calling back the team, Xavier's like, yeah, we'll handle this little girl who just arrived today, like 20 minutes ago. Take this circuit from Cerebro. That's a big circle. It's a big ball. Yep. Big glowing ball. Uh, That's the thing. Apparently, he doesn't use Cerebro to find mutants. He programmed it to do it on its own. He's not amplifying his powers. He's developed the thing that'll find them. That's what that little beach ball is. Right. And then he tells her to protect it, and then she phases through a wall, which we've already established fucks up computers. So right. that should be inoperable. Right. But whatever. It's fine. Why, yeah. Why would you hand the person who messes up technology? Look, I mean, I thought I mean, it was to... like, destroy this so he can't have it, but apparently she can't break it. Well, also, she's phasing it through the wall. She's not phasing through it. But she's still going through a wall. Right. So the wall should be fucked up. But maybe not the circuit. I don't know. Her powers are ill-defined. Yeah. But luckily, Magneto knows how to use magnets to electrocute people. Yeah. He he pulls some wires out of the wall and electrocutes Kitty, and she falls into the floor and assuming, assumedly to the center of the earth. Uh, meanwhile, Juggernaut fucks up the place and punches Xavier, I assume. Remember very that, lightly. Remember that time Kitty Pride uh, phased in a, a giant bullet through the sun? Or for, through the <laughs> earth? Yes. What yes, I do. Silly time. It was a good story, though. So, uh, the the ones causing trouble are the Blob and Pyro. And they've got a family uh, in, a, in a fire cage at some, I don't know, planetarium. They're tracking a, a comet. When they said uh, space, ob- they called it a space observatory. Yes. I thought they were going to space. And well, I was like. That's, the fact that the, the plane flew into the upper atmosphere. Yeah, that also was confusing. Dissuade that. Yeah, that's why I think I got confused uh but colossus goes to hug the blob uh and it doesn't work i'm not sure if if tactical hugging was really part of the plan or not but but uh pyro was able to get the coordinates of some comet called scorpio and uh pyro causes a big fire and the blob and pyro both escape the little girl in the in the in the hostages drops her dolly and nightcrawler teleports over and hands it to her and she is not afraid of him Unlike Kitty Pride, she's not a racist like Kitty Pride. That's right. So, uh, the the authorities show up. So the X Men Vamoose Storm can apparently whirlwind them places. Because I mean, even though their uh, their intentions are good, they are still technically terrorists. Yeah, at the very least, vigilantes. Yeah. So X or uh, Magneto has already constructed Asteroid M, and that's where everybody is. How did they get there? <laughs> Shut up! Don't ask that. But Lockheed's there. Yeah, I guess he lives on that asteroid or lived there before they moved in is the I impression that I get. no idea, but there's way too many asteroids in, in orbit around Earth, it would seem. Uh, but Magneto has Toad plug in the circuit way up on the ceiling. I feel <laughs> like he could have done that himself or not constructed it like that. But Yeah, but whatever. you got Toad. You got to use him. You got to throw him a bone He's every got now got nothing then. else to do. Yeah. And he talks like you would expect Igor to. Yeah. It's annoying. And he's wearing, like, the 80s 
Yeah, the, the worst the big, costume. With the big collar and shit. Yeah. I mean, I think that's way back from the 60s. Even. It is. It was his first costume. So, the X-Men arrive back at the mansion, and they find Xavier trapped under some rubble. Storm, instead of using Colossus to just pick it up, Storm uses a whirlwind, and then they move him to a table, and instead of just clearing off the rocks with their arms, Cyclops uses his face lasers. Everyone has to use all their powers, so we get a good sense of it. Yeah. Apparently, they can be gentle. So, uh, Kitty apparently did not fall to the center of the Earth. She is there, and Dazzler gets some lines for the first time in the episode. She dazzles us. Yeah. Uh, she tries to reassure Kitty, and then Wolverine's like, you shouldn't have been doing this. And Kitty gets all defensive when he's still right. She's a very little girl. Her parents don't even know where she is right now. <laughs> she got uh, here somehow from Chicago <laughs> without their without their help. Yep. She, that's a hell of a long cab ride. And that guy didn't collect. Uh, but she's happy to see that Professor Xavier is not dead. Cy- or Cyclone. Uh, Professor X uses his mental abilities to uh, figure out what Magneto's planning. Apparently the helmet does not protect him Yeah, in this version. Maybe that hadn't been retconned in yet. But he's gonna... What? He's gonna use his... Um, he's gonna use his magnets, his, his magnetic magnets personality, to... to attract the comet Scorpio and smash it into Earth and kill everyone. Yeah. Like a villain would do. Right. He's very 80s supervillain in yeah. this. They're living on an asteroid. I don't know how they're set up for food and water and stuff. They but, uh, they talked to the Inhumans. They were like, how do you guys do it? <laughs> but <laughs> Professor X has a little psychic feedback or something from Magneto, and he falls out of his chair. Magnets uh, magnets and psychicness don't make. As it turns out, they're repelling, repulsive, I guess. Uh, but Professor's just like, yeah, they're... They're gonna kill us all. We should, we should Let's, stop that. You wanna go stop that, guys? And Wolverine again is like, the kid needs to stay here because he's gonna get in the way or murdered or something. Yeah, he's all like, Drongo, mate. Oh, we can't bring this kid on this trip. <laughs> it's true. bunch of bogan, etc. Uh, other Australian euphemisms from the eighties: crocodile, Dundee. Yeah, Mad Max. They uh, even professors like yeah, Kitty, you gotta stay. And then she, as everybody leaves, she says, "I'll show you, I'll show you all." It's like that's real weird, Kitty. You I think just met these people an hour ago. Maybe I think if this had gone on, maybe she would have en- eventually joined Magneto because that's very menacing. <laughs> Indeed. Luckily, the Blackbird can f- just fucking fly into space because, of course, it can. Yep. Uh, it's complete with uh, spacesuits and stuff, so. The the X Men, you know, suit up and then they fly over to oh, asteroid um, where Kitty stowed away of because of course she did. You, how would you keep a girl who can phase through solid objects in one spot if she doesn't want to stay there? And Professor X just seems to know she was in there. Yeah. Like he was like, "All right, you can come out now. We're here." Yeah, and she's all suited up. Yeah, he's like, "Well, I guess go do whatever you're gonna do, little girl, with no training or any idea of the layout of this land." She or- she phases through the wall. Which leads me to believe that if you're phasing something through a wall, it doesn't get fucked up. Because that would fuck up her spacesuit, too. Yeah. But then Cyclops' face laser doesn't blast out his visor, either. So I don't know what the rules are, man. (laughs) I guess that's true. I like that Cyclops has his visor, but the only red parts are where his eyes would be. Yeah. It's kind of neat. And then Wolverine has taken off his spacesuit the second they get inside the (laughs) ashtray. They're going to use his tracking power to find where everybody is. Uh, 
But then fucking Pyro comes out and starts a fire on this enclosed area. Hey, hey, buddy. Uh, ever heard the term explosive decompression? Yeah, it's probably full of oxygen, right? Yeah. But so, don't worry, Dazzler throws a bunch of um, red light at red him. Red light at him, yeah. And then Toad comes down and face tackles uh, uh, Wolverine. And then and he calls him a dingo. He does. And then he tries to cut him with his claws. Basically, it, it, it gets super video gamey and each, you know... <laughs> they pair off. Bad guy, yeah. Fights a, a different good guy. But Wolverine just kind of slashes into, the, into a wall and it caves in on Toad and then he's done. Like, he just stands there. Yeah, he's the rest out. The... He, Dazzler's done. Wolverine's done. <laughs> they pass their level, and then they run into Juggernaut, and Colossus uh, flexes his cos or his spacesuit off, and he's wearing his costume under it. How are they going to get off of this thing? I don't know, but they do. Uh, and he and Juggernaut have like an opposite of a tug of war. They have a push of war with a, a beam, and then they just, just do some punch face. They do punching. <laughs> I'll use my violence on him. Uh, White Queen shows up, and she and Scott have a, a laser battle, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. And then Nightcrawler continues on, and he finds the blob, and the blob's like, I'm gonna stand in the way, you can't get around me. And then... Even though there's like a hundred feet on either side of him. <laughs> yep. And Nightcrawler just teleports behind him. And he has made it successfully to the final boss. It's Magneto. Yeah. He's, and he's they just... got three minutes before Scorpio hits the Earth. He's just watching the TV. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it, they established that Nightcrawler can only do line of sight teleportation. It's not wherever in a two mile radius. It's He has to see where he's going. Well, in yeah. the comics, he has to know where he's going. Yeah. But uh, Kitty jumps out of the floor and pushes Magneto as he shoots magnets at Nightcrawler. I don't know what was going to happen. And also Lockheed bites him. Yeah. Because he's been a dick but, to Lockheed this whole time. That's true. And Nightcrawler notices that the magnet beam fucked up the circuit, so he hops up there and, and like, uses his body to become a circuit. It doesn't seem to bother him. It doesn't. So I'm big- I think that it was probably just the spacesuit it's traveling through, but I, that should still be electrocuting him. Yeah. And then Charles says that he, like, Nightcrawler is charging up the battery or some such, which doesn't make a lick of sense to me, but whatever. Well, you see... He's got to be, the the battery thing has to be charged so that they can use the circuit to move the course of the asteroid. Yes, which they do, and it's going to collide with Asteroid M. Um, Nightcrawler tells Kitty to get everyone out. Nightcrawler decides he's going to stay behind to complete the circuit while everybody gets on the spaceship, or the Blackbird, I guess. And uh, Magneto leaves in a bubble with his team with his friends i guess he can go through the atmosphere like that because magnets uh and kitty apologizes to uh nightcrawler for being a dick because she kept you know screaming at him i mean he is a monster well kind of but he's also very nice yes that that is fair he is but he's also a monster (laughs) aren't they all but uh professor x puts the the spaceship on the screen so he can teleport to it because he can see it and then, uh, luckily, Professor X narrates for us, and he's like, you held on too long! You're going to... And then the, the asteroid M explodes. And then Nightcrawler pops out in, in you know the cold vacuum of space, and he starts entering the atmosphere and burning up. Immediately. Yeah. Um, and then the, the X-Men try to grab him with some robot arms. They're grappling beams. <laughs> right. 
but then he burns up and this is twice where professor x is like he's dead and they're like oh no he's dead and then they don't notice the smoke coming from the locker on the other side of the blackbird uh but kurt he's fine he just he teleported into the blackbird like he should have done in the first place yeah just into the locker. Yeah. Uh, and he lost his spacesuit at some point. Well, it burned up. That's probably what we saw. All right, that's up. fair. I, I, I'll give you that one. And then he tell like Colossus runs over to to hug him and say, "You're not dead." And then he's like, "Yeah, I'm not." And he teleports over and kisses Kitty's hand like he tried to in the first place. But she's learned her lesson about judging books by its cover, and she kisses him on the cheek and says, "Thanks for doing that for us." It was the most selfless thing I've ever seen. Kitty's like. 14 but she fucking looks like murphy brown like she looks like a full-grown lady <laughs> she does she's just tiny she's not even that small she's the same i mean i i know nightcrawler's not that big but he's also just, hunched over yeah she just doesn't seem young to me yeah well she's 14 she says it a bunch uh, yeah that's the only way she seems young <laughs> yeah and then wolverine is sharpening his claws again even though they're unbreakable and on un, you know non-dulling so knives. he's just tapping them together yeah um and then he's like, look, Kitty, you got to, like, train and stuff because you're going to put us in danger. Yeah, you're going to get this killed. Yeah, he shits on the moment, but also he's not wrong. Right. Um, and then we get some outro by Bruce Bruce Lee, by Stan Lee. Uh, <laughs> yep, it's Bruce Lee. <laughs> saying that the X-Men will stand up for those who need standing up for and such. And then the, the episode ends. Overall, pretty good. Yeah, it's not terrible. Like... I mean, that good X-Men show isn't the easiest to get through. It is boring <laughs> a lot of the time. And very melodramatic. Yes. there's a lo- And I wish that Jean didn't suck so hard in that cartoon. Yeah. Because all she does is try to use her power and pass and out faint, and go, yeah. Scott! I've tried to watch that straight through many times, and I cannot do it. I just, <laughs> I get through like the first five, and I'm like... These are exhausting. <laughs> There's a, yeah, it, it's a, they're very long story arcs also. Yeah. Or at least in the beginning. The last season's very sketchy, so we should. So uh, I'm never going to make it to that. <laughs> Start there. Go backwards. All right. Start with the garbage I mean, and move the, forward. It's the X-Men. You do some tra- time travel. Yeah, fuck it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So that's uh, Pride of the X-Men. Um... What would you say is the most turtle-rific part? Oh, uh, fuck. <laughs> every time. I was this thinking... This is the thing we do every time, I was time, thinking Jake. about who I liked the best, but I forgot about the turtle-rific part. part. Um, I mean, Wolverine's Australian accent. We'll just go with that. <laughs> the easy one. There were two characters with stupid Australian accents. I think Pyro was supposed to have one. Yeah, though. and also, I mean, I think that's their accent. I don't know if it's stupid, Sky. That's insensitive. I don't. I don't think Wolverine sounded real because, like, it sounded like somebody who was trying to do Australian, but it, it sounded yeah, that, more like British to me. It. Yeah, it was fine. He Whatever. said "dingo," and that's how we knew it was Australian. Yeah. <laughs> you remember Australian uh, Wolverine from the comics? No. Mm. There's a lot of Wolverines, what but was, I don't think any of them are Australian. What was your most horrific parts, guy? Uh, let's see. The most turtle-rific part. I kind of liked the uh, the weird Aztec intro to everybody. Yeah. You get to see their powers. It was a good, it was a good uh, here's Kitty 
Uh, and here is how we are introduced to everyone in this cartoon. Yeah. Here's Cyclops using his laser face, and you got Wolverine cutting up a statue, and you got Colossus being way more agile than I'm used to seeing him. <laughs> but he got smashed by a giant rock column and then was fine. Yeah. And Storm did some storms. She does some storm stuff. And and Allison Blair gets no lines, even though she... She had two. <laughs> it's fine. She's not my favorite X-Men. She's fine. I just... She's not the one you pick for a cartoon. She seems like a weird choice. I, I mean, her powers are visually interesting. Except yeah. Except they're not in this, because all she did was shoot red. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot you could have done, but also no... I don't, I've never known anybody to say my favorite X-Man is Dazzler. I mean, I'm sure someone loves Dazzler. Oh, there has to be. It's just... I like Dazzler. I think she's fine. I have no I have no opinion of her one way or the other. Anyway, um, who's the most likable or effective character? Lockheed. <laughs> oh? Yeah. He has a, a little arc where he lives on that asteroid and Magneto's a dick to him and then he turns against Magneto and saves the day. <laughs> That's fair. Everyone else is like a watered-down version of the characters we know and love. They're fine. Well, most of them don't get enough lines to get their personalities across. <laughs> That's true. Except Wolverine. Wolverine's grumpy. Uh, Professor X knows stuff. And Cyclops is all business. Nightcrawler is kind in this. I mean, he comes off Nightcrawler-y. Yeah. Storm and Cyclops, though, don't have much to go on. Or Dazzar, of course. Even uh, Colossus doesn't get a whole lot what about you sky uh likable or effective toad i mean he did complete his objectives i guess (laughs) except that time he tried to fight wolverine (laughs) yeah well that's just a bad choice yeah that's not who you send against wolverine you send somebody who can shoot goo so he can't move yeah um you say you send ray parks toad (laughs) yeah fuck up your day uh, likable or effective. I don't know, Magneto did quite a bit in this. Yeah, he was very 80s cartoon villain. Was, I he, really like. He's it. very capable. He uh, was able to escape a moving convoy truck. He pulled a fucking comet from the stars. <laughs> uh, and he was able to enter the Earth's atmosphere. Because of course he can. Yeah. I didn't know you could hold oxygen in place with magnets. Yeah, duh. Uh, what do you think is holding oxygen to the Earth right now, Sky? <laughs> Gravity? Magnets! Okay. What do you think gravity is? Magnets! <laughs> I don't think that's true. What do you think electricity is? Magnets! Well, that's all. That that is actually kind of true. What do you think the sun is? Magnets! The sun is a massive incandescent gas, a gigantic nuclear furnace, where yeah. hydrogen is built into helium at temperatures of millions of degrees. Shut up, Sky. <laughs> it's magnets. The sun projects electromagnetism. Yeah, which Magneto can harness, because magnets... In the 92 cartoon, he is thrown from Asteroid M in a weakened state, and then he is nourished by the Earth's electromagnetic field. That's why he didn't die. Been there. So, uh, what was your pop culture palette cleanse? Well, it's been a minute since we last got together, so I did some stuff. Yeah. I finished Downton Abbey. Yay. I don't know if I had already finished it by the last time. You had not. You had one left. Well, it's over. But there's uh, there's a movie coming. It got what Community wanted, which was six seasons in a, mo- a movie, which I think is funny. Firefly. Minus the six seasons. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Good Place came back. Yes. The first episode of this season I found a little boring. But uh, 
it's setting up the rest of the season. Yeah. Read some comics. You know, the huge. Finished planning a wedding. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> it's a pretty big undertaking. Uh, I was also going to talk about The Good Place. I'm very excited that it's back because the show is so good. It's pretty good. I really enj- I really love the cast. They work very well together. It's not my favorite show. Superstore comes back next week. <laughs> I also have been watching more GoGo 5, which is the Super Sentai that Lightspeed Rescue is based on. And this is the Sentai that came out in the year 1999 going into 2000. <laughs> All of their stuff isn't magical. A dude made it. So... They discovered at the last minute that all of their equipment was not Y2K compliant in one episode, so they had to scramble so they could continue fighting monsters. You'll be and that's delightful. You'll be glad to know that the prevailing rumor for the uh, upcoming Black Widow movie is that it somehow involves Y2K. Oh, good. <laughs> it's dumb. Uh, it's they'll they'll do it right if they use that. Hopefully. Um. Hopefully she stops it. Saves the world from Y two K. Yeah. In all of in all of these past ones, we know where the world ends up, so there's not a, a shitload of uh, you know um, stakes. Yeah. There is that. There's a My Hero Academia movie. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to go see it yet. Is it here? Do I don't know. Oh, I didn't okay. actually do any research. Oh, okay. Um, but it'll come to video at some point, I'm sure. That's true. Uh, there was a trailer for that uh, Dark Phoenix that doesn't look very good. Uh, that trailer came out, and then the next day they pushed it back <laughs> from February to June or July. Oh, really? Yep. It's been pushed back. I think this is the third or fourth time. Uh, that poor movie. Just, just, just stop. It looks. It's. It's just a a slight remake of The Last Stand, and yeah, I don't remember seeing any villains in that. Like, I guess Gene's the villain. I don't know. Magneto's there. He's a villain? You just need to stop. <laughs> well, they will now because God. Disney's not going to make any more of those. Yeah. Good. Like, I don't... I feel bad for the cast because most of them are pretty good. I mean, at this point... I mean, Disney doesn't own Fox yet. Right. But um, Fox made that movie. They might as well release it, recoup some of the losses, I guess. And whatever losses yeah. they're going to probably take with the New Mutants movie that I, I why? don't know if it's still coming why, out or not. Why, nobody wants that. Uh, we'll, we'll do it on the show if that ever gets released. It seems like it's going to be long. Oh, it will. And it's going to be dumb because it's a horror movie. And who the fuck cares about that? Yeah, well, you know what, Sky? We'll suffer through X-Men Dark Phoenix. And then... We'll wait several years, and Kevin Feige will give us a proper X-Men movie in the X-Men universe, or in the MC universe. Wouldn't that be just, just Jim and Nancy Dandy? Someday. I just have to try not to die before now and then, <laughs> between now and then. Well, if you die, you're, you're not going to care. Yeah, I'll care. I wish they'd stop making Star Wars movies and Marvel movies, so I had a reason to stop trying. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, uh, speaking of ghosts, I did a, a podcast for the Lost Library. So uh, I was on a couple of podcasts. Um, I was on the Lost Library, which is a, a fifth draw thing by our, our buddy Matt Hoadley. Uh, I played a ghost named Humphrey, who was a yep. young lad. I thought that was just a typo, but you you actually were a ghost, I found yep. out later. <laughs> yep, it was fun. Uh, and I'll be on an upcoming Cool Kids Table episode when... Uh, as a ghost? Uh, no, as oh, okay. a... 
is a teen. Are you a ghost now? Um, I don't know. Maybe. Mm. Anything's possible, I guess. Now but... you smelled that smell. You're not a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we are. We'll be playing masks, and I'll be playing a superhero teen character. Um, nothing's out about it yet, so I can't tell you much more than that yet. But uh, it's a lot of fun. What if you did say it? Will they edit you out of it? <laughs> if you spill <laughs> I doubt the beans, it. I doubt it. But we'll see. Um, Just won't be invited back. <laughs> that could be. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me. Um, I just have an upcoming wedding that I have to be at. If you guys are invited, uh, we'll see you there. If you're not, sorry. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that'll probably do it for us for this time. Um, and then we'll be back next time. Yeah, for the next one. Uh, I think we're still doing a hiatus a little bit. Yeah, because I'm not going to be gotta... around the next right. couple weeks. So, well. Uh, I'll talk Sky into giving you guys something. Uh, but yeah, so we will see you next time with whatever it is. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Um, if you wanted to leave us a rating and or review on whatever podcatcher you like, that would be just great. Um, you can reach the show. Oh, you know what? We got an email. We did. I read it. Sky sent it to me. So uh, Are you going to read it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Unless you wanted to. No, you go ahead. Okay. You already have it. <laughs> I was looking at a picture of Danny DeVito while you were looking at it. <laughs> I don't know if that's a joke or not. It wasn't. <laughs> so we got a, an email from a gentleman named Robert. That's my name, but he stole it. It's fine. Um, Did you just email us? I don't think so. Okay. The last name's different. He's well. a, the second, and I'm uh, the first. I was almost uh, the third, but I wasn't. So he writes, <laughs> hey, guys, love the show. I found you near the beginnings of the Animorphs after you p- were plugged on Smash Fiction. Uh, then went back and listened to all of your Next Mutation episodes episodes and some select standalones although i skipped in humans good call everyone should skip in humans yeah we did it so you don't have to um i still hate <laughs> you for it i remember seeing the trailers for the great wall i feel like i was right to skip it uh if you don't have you were idea. it's boring if you still don't have an idea for your next film uh may i suggest the uh, battleship movie it <laughs> that is some real enjoyable nonsense uh, don't forget to stay for the end credit scene that sets up the sequel. That's totally going to happen. Just a thought. Whatever you pick, uh, still looking forward to the next one, Rob. Uh, Battleship is on the list for an eventually. <laughs> it does have Liam Neeson and Rihanna in it. So Yeah, and but as far as I know, Liam Neeson does not say, you sunk my battleship in his gravel voice. And if you have him there, and you're in a movie called Battleship, that's based on the stupid fucking board game, just have him say it. Just, just Why? Why wouldn't you have him say it? Right? Do you want to play Battleship when this is over, Sky? I mean, a little. I don't think I have um, Battleship. But yeah, thank you very much for writing in. It's very lovely to get uh, an email from a fan. Yeah. Do it again, everyone else. <laughs> or Robert again, if you have more to say. <laughs> yeah, we'll read it aloud. It's true. We'll email it amongst each other, and then we'll <laughs> talk about Battleship for a while, which is what happened. Yeah. And then, and then we'll read it on here. <laughs> you can control what we talk about. <laughs> yeah. If you want to affect our lives directly. I mean... Portia did decide our next season. We're watching Reboot. Ugh, the Reboot, Reboot. The Reboot. Have we already talked about it on here? About how as we were getting... as Yes. Ugh. It's got a second season. It's got a second season, so it just doubled the length of the, our next show. <coughs> Potentially. I, what day is it right now? The 30th? Yeah, that, that season right. came out like two days ago. So <laughs> it'll be nice and fresh for us. Yay! Fresh and hot out the kitchen. That's <laughs> hot. Uh, so that'll take us well into the new year. <laughs> Excellent. 
saves us from having to decide on a thing. But uh, I think we'll put up a poll for our next thing rather yes. than me just picking. I think what I'll we pick... decide, we're each going to pick two things and then put up a poll of four things. Yeah. To... Okay. Because I think you can have up to four. In a, yeah, because I'm Twitter tired of poll. the shit you keep picking. <laughs> Ass hat. Uh-huh. Look, you'll I was you'll about, do what you're told. I was all about Animorphs. And then it happened. And then I was like, this is, <laughs> this is dumb. It was dumb. They didn't morph. It's kind of in the name, guys. <laughs> but anyway, um, you can follow the show at Failed Pop Culture with no E at the end. You can follow me. I am at Sandwich Surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair. And thank you guys very much for listening. We will see you next time. We we will. Or actually, we won't see you. But I'll, you'll I'll hear see your downloads. You'll hear us. And then you, we, we will, we'll, you know. The we'll, thing will we'll talk happen. At you. The stuff. Or actually, no, we're talking to you. You specifically listening right now. Yeah. Well, were we? Was I supposed to be under the assumption that we weren't? I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of just talking now. Let's go get lit, Sky. <laughs> lit? Yeah. The band? No. From the, the 90s? We're going to get a little drunk. Oh. Actually, it's the 2000s. In any event, <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.